you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a solution for low B1. Zobria. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells to stop functioning properly, resulting in numbness, tingling, burning, and pain in the feet and legs. It may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to improve the functioning of these nerve cells. You can get Zobria risk-free by going to zobria.com. That's zobria.com and get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla of Layla Ways In. I come to you once a week, usually on Fridays, here on Intelligent Medicine, where I weigh in on topics I'm compelled to tell you about in nutrition and health and wellness and medicine. And I like responding to your questions as well. You can email me at radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radio program at AOL.com. <clears throat> I want to talk to you today, something I read here on worldhealth.net. Nice website. They were talking about mushrooms. Mushrooms have been making headlines due to their many health advantages. Not only do they lower one's risk of cancer and premature death, but new research by Penn State College of Medicine also reveals that these superfoods may benefit a person's mental health. There is a lot of news lately about mental health, especially given the pandemic and after these lockdowns and the impact it's made on everyone's mental health. So a lot of this news right now is, um, is apropos, absolutely appropriate to discuss and to evaluate and to look at and to consider moving forward. And it is holistic, you know. It's not just a matter of the physical body or what's happening physiologically, your brain, your mind, all of this is connected. We are one body. When you take care of your mental health, your emotional health, you are being holistic. So Penn State researchers used data on diet and mental health collected from more than 24,000 U.S. adults between 2005 and 2016. They found that people who ate mushrooms had lower odds of having depression. You can read the full article, if you wish, in the Journal of Affective Disorders. That's the Journal of Affective 
disorders. That's affective with an A. Now, according to the researchers, mushrooms contain ergotheanine. I'll spell that for you, ergotheanine. E-R-G-O-T-H-I-O-N-E-I-N-E. And ergotheanine is an antioxidant that may protect against cell and tissue damage in the body. Studies have shown that antioxidants help prevent several mental illnesses like depression, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. Quote, mushrooms are the highest dietary source of the amino acid ergothionine, an anti-inflammatory which cannot be synthesized by humans, according to the researchers. Quote, having high levels of this may lower the risk of, of oxidative stress, which could also reduce the symptoms of depression. Now, as an aside, I've seen many patients do better emotionally, mentally, when they're taking anti-inflammatory and antioxidant, I'm talking about natural anti-inflammatories, like curcumin, boswellian, fish oil, they do better when they're taking those and they're taking their antioxidants. Things to boost their glutathione, like NAC, that's N-acetylcysteine, NAC. Uh, It helps to boost glutathione, vitamin D, vitamin C, E, Vitamin A, beta-carotene, carotenoids are also helped. These antioxidants are very, very helpful. So white button mushrooms, which are the most commonly consumed mushroom variety in the U.S., contain potassium, which is believed to lower anxiety. Hey, if potassium is going to lower anxiety, fill up on your avocados and strawberries And those of you who can take the carbohydrate load, eat some bananas and potatoes, right? Uh, But certainly you want to watch your potassium if you have any kind of kidney disease. It's contraindicated there. So in addition, certain other species of edible mushrooms, especially Hericulum arenasis, also known as lion's mane, may stimulate the expression of neurotropic factors such as nerve growth factor synthesis, which could have an impact on preventing neuropsychiatric disorders, including depression. Many of you have heard of lion's mane. Many of you are taking lion's mane. It's like the latest in mushrooms. We've been doing reishi and cordyceps and AHCC. We're doing a lot of different mushrooms. And the latest on the scene at least I've seen over the last couple of years, is lion's mane. And according to the researchers, college-educated non-Hispanic white women were more likely to eat mushrooms. The average age of surveyed participants was about 45, and the majority of them, 66% of them, were non-Hispanic white people. 
the investigators observed a significant association between mushroom consumption and lower odds of depression after accounting for sociodemographics, major risk factors, self-reported diseases, medications, and other dietary factors. They said, however, <clears throat> that there was no clear additional benefit with relatively high mushroom intake. In other words, more is not better, right? The apple a day keeps the doctor away, but if you're going to eat, you know, five apples, you might get a stomachache. Quote, the study adds to the growing list of possible health benefits of eating mushrooms. The team conducted a secondary analysis to see if the risk of depression could be lowered by replacing a serving of red or processed meat with the servings of mushrooms each day. However, findings show that this substitution was not associated with lower odds of depression. I'll tell you why. Red meat, processed meat, le less beneficial, right? Unless you're really getting the good quality stuff that doesn't have nitrates or MSG and all that other stuff that can mess with your mood, by the way, especially things like MSG. But when you're getting meat, red meat, you're getting a lot of beneficial amino acids, which are the precursors to a lot of your neurotransmitters like tyrosine, serotonin, GABA, all of those. You're getting a lot of the precursor amino acids when you're eating meat. That's why it's, it's, it's all beneficial. And prior to this research, there have been few studies to examine the association between mushroom consumption and depression, and the majority have been clinical trials with fewer than 100 participants. The researchers said the study highlights the potential clinical and public health importance of mushroom consumption as a means of reducing depression and preventing other diseases. Now, the researchers did note some limitations that could be addressed in future studies. The data, for example, did not provide details on the types of mushrooms. Hey, I think they're all good. The white mu button mushrooms are fine. The portobellos, the baby bellas, the, sh the shiitakes, all the other mushrooms are great. The oyster mushrooms, they're all good. As a result, the researchers could not determine the effect of specific types of mushrooms on depression. So this article <clears throat> was written by Tracy Cox at Penn State News. And if you want to read more about the scientific research, go read the full study in the Journal of Affective Disorders. I also want to tell you, mushrooms are we know potential anti-cancer, all of that. It's been used a lot in Germany and Japan, here in America. You know, mushroom therapies, especially for those with uh, weakened immune systems. But if you have candida, if you have yeast overgrowth, mushrooms are on the no-no list. 
to eat. But listen, it doesn't mean you have to give up mushrooms forever and ever. The point is, is that once you get over the candida, that you've cleared out its excess, its overgrowth, you can't wipe out all candida. Some candida lives in our bodies. It's the deal with the ecosystem. It's, it's overgrowth that is problematic. So once you've dealt with the overgrowth, you should be able to start safely eating mushrooms again, like a nice mushroom omelet, for example. I love sautéed mushrooms and onions on my grass-fed burger or on my grass-fed ribeye steak. Delicious. Delicious. I love mushrooms for that reason. Cooked is better than raw. So you know, mushroom soups are nice. But again, if you have candid overgrowth at this time, you need to deal with the candid overgrowth first before you start eating mushrooms. And certainly, if you're allergic to mushrooms or you have a lot of mold allergy, remember, mo mushrooms are also a fungi. No, they're not fun to hang out with. A fungi, F-U-N-G-I, a fungi. They're mold. You know, when you see a dead tree in the forest and it's growing mushrooms, those mushrooms are there to help in its decomposition. That's what they're sent by nature to do. Nature knows to do this. That's what they're sent to do. So, uh, moving on, I want to talk about TMAO. I know Dr. Hoffman's talked about it. We also discussed it briefly in Q&A with Layla last week. But it bears repeating because so many doctors have jumped on the bandwagon of testing for TMAO as a potential marker for cardiovascular disease. Well, guess what? And this is in the October, uh, on the October, uh, um, in the October American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. In the October, in the October journal uh, of 2021. TMAO, which is trimethylamine N-oxide. So plasma, trimethylamine N-oxide, TMAO, has drawn much attention as a marker of several chronic diseases, and the data on the relation between diet and TMAO are discordant. And few human intervention studies have assessed causality for this association. So what were the objectives of this particular study in AJCN? We aim to evaluate the effects of plasma TMAO of diets based on foods rich in polyphenols and or long chain omega-3 fatty acids or whole grain cereals in individuals at high cardiometabolic list, uh, high cardiometabolic risk, pardon me. Now you would think that these foods would not cause a high TMAO because these are very healthy, beneficial foods, foods high in polyphenols, foods high in omega-3 fatty acids, like your salmon and stuff, your whole grains as opposed to the refined grains, okay? So, and according to their methods, an ancillary study 
was performed within two randomized controlled trials aimed at evaluating the medium term of term effects on cardiometabolic risk factors of diets naturally rich in polyphenols and omega-3 fatty acids. And these were the Etherpaths project or the Health Grain project. They looked at all of these. So <clears throat> what they found, TMAO concentrations directly correlated with the omega-3 and the protein intake, but not saturated fatty acids, fiber, monounsaturated fatty acids. And among food groups, TMAO directly correlated with the intake of fish, vegetables, and whole grain products, but not meat, processed meat, and dairy products. So what does this mean? That the diets rich in the omega-3s of marine origin or the healthy whole grains significantly increased plasma TMAO concentration. And these changes mirrored the direct associations between TMAO concentrations and intakes of fish and healthy whole grains, suggesting that TMAO reflects intakes of these healthy foods and therefore is not a universally valid biomarker of cardiometabolic risk independent of the background diet. And these trials were registered at clinicaltrials.gov. I remember when TMO, TMAO first came out and everybody was talking about, see, you can't eat meat. You've got to be vegan, vegan, vegan. And all the vegan people jumped on this bandwagon of the TMAO. You're going to stop eating healthy whole grains? It's going to be hard to be a vegan because according to the WGC, the Health Grain Project, which was one of the ancillary studies performed within the randomized control trial, they found that when you eat these healthy whole grains, your TMAO goes up. So how do you deal? How do you reconcile that? And if you're eating foods high in polyphenols, your TMAO goes up. You're going to stop eating your fruits and vegetables? How do we reconcile that? And for the Peche vegetarians out there, you're eating fish, it causes TMAO to go up. How do we reconcile this? What this means is, is that TMAO was mistakenly called a biomarker of cardiometabolic risk. It is not, it cannot be a biomarker of cardiometabolic risk for this reason, for this very, very important study. You can't reconcile the fact that you're eating good, healthy fish, whole grains, you're getting your omega-3 fatty acids, you're getting dietary polyphenols, and this is all raising TMAO, according to the research. So how... How in the world could be a valid biomarker of cardiometabolic risk? Please go show your doctor.
this study. Tell your doctor to access it. It's the October 2021 issue of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. It is called Plasma TMAO Increase After Healthy Diets. I'll repeat that. Plasma TMAO Increase After Healthy Diets. Results from two randomized controlled trials with dietary fish, polyphenols, and whole grain cereals. Okay? Starts on page 1342 in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, Volume 114, Issue 4, October 2021. Tell your doctor to read it. We're seeing too many patients coming through our office saying, my doctor told me I have high TMAO, I have high TMAO, I have to stop eating meat, I have to take a statin. Yeah, you're only 37 years old. We don't want you on a statin. You'll be demented by the time you're 45 or 55. But my TMAO is high. TMAO is not a risk of cardiometabolic. It's not a cardiometabolic risk. It is not a biomarker of any kind of risk for heart disease. So we have to jump off the bandwagon of TMAO. And again, as we discussed, Dr. Hoffman and I, it has everything to do with your microbiome. You want to make sure you have a healthy microbiome to help synthesize the TMAO as well as everything else that's going on in your gut because a healthy gut is all about good health, right? Again, to remind you, you can email me your questions, topics of interest to radioprogram at aol.com. That's radioprogram at aol.com. Thanks for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.